happy Mother's Day. Uh, today, uh, we are going to deviate from the series we are in right now called I Am, and we'll come back to that uh, next week. Um, the, I believe that next week's I Am sermon is just going to be powerful, or at least it has literally changed who I am in Christ, and uh, it is like the peak of that series, and it, it is a big one for me. Uh, but this one, today we are talking about uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, to honor your mother. And today we're going to talk a lot about that. Uh, honor your mother, honor, honor your father, you know, do, do right by this. It says that, you know, you live long and prosper if you'll, if you'll honor your mother. I think that's because the old statement, you know, that says that uh, if you don't, I'll just, I'll end you. As I think that's what my mom used to say when I was a kid. I brought you into this world, right? And that what most moms say, I'll take you out. I got one of those tough moms, man. She used to chase me around the house with like a wooden, big wooden spoon. It was decorative most of the time. But then that's really not fair that, that parents can decorate their walls with things they used to whoop their children with, you know? And I think it was, uh, it was a joke that it was decorative, right? It was just a constant reminder that I, of the whooping you'll get if you don't shut up. Uh, and... Uh, we can't do that nowadays. It's, it's wrong or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to go back to that. Uh, anyways, um, honor your mother. I recognize that today this is a, a difficult day for some. Uh, and if you are here and you're in the season where you may have lost a mother, um, I, I want you to know that there are several friends that I have that this year was, 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 was the year that they, they, um, they said good, uh, goodbye to mom uh, for, uh, in, until we meet again. And um, I know that that's, that's difficult. And so some of you, it's been a long time since mom's passed and Mother's Day can be difficult. But today is a holiday. It is uh, a great reason to celebrate because moms have done great things. They have paid a tremendous price uh, in this world for us to even exist. Let's just set the tone. There is no one that has literally, physically gone through agony for you to exist as a human like your mom. Uh, and so all of us can, can uh, you know, as someone who's a big pro-life advocate, um, I, I think it's important for us to understand that uh, it's an honor that moms have even made the choice that we get to stand here and breathe today and exist. And it's just a wonder. I, we owe so much to moms. And so uh, the, the physical things they went through in their body. We're going to get into this today. But today it's about honoring your mother. And really, uh, we're, we're going to talk about honoring uh, and, and dishonor today. Honor and dishonor and what that looks like culturally in the world that we live in. And uh, I think that this can be really good. I'm going to need... I promise the help of the Holy Spirit because this is the kind of thing that some people just say, well, that's just not who I am. And um, unfortunately, this is who we're supposed to be. And, uh, and when we are not who we need to be, uh, we either have to grow up or we have to change. Uh, but we can't stay the same thing if God's calling us to be great, right? We, so, uh, so this is elementary Christianity 101, honor, and honor is who we are at our core. The scripture says that, let's pray real quick first. Jesus, Holy Spirit, um, I, I'm gonna need you today. Would you help? Amen. So uh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39. This one is fresh off the press. I, I, was, I added this last minute. Uh, Jesus says to love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. 
love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two most important things that we have to do as a human being. These are the two most important things that we have to do as a human being. These are the two most important things that we have to do as a human being. I can't stress that enough. That is the anthem of everyone's heart. If you don't know yet, what should you do as a human being? Get these two things right in your life. Love God more than anything you got going for you in your life and love people as yourself. And uh, so that's it's a really difficult discipline to do for the rest of your life. It's not easy. Christianity is simple. It's not easy. It's simple. It's not easy. And so this is what we're going to work on. And, and then Paul would add to that, love your neighbor as yourself, when he taught in Philippians chapter 2 this powerful teaching. He said, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility. No, let me read it out of here. It's way better. He says this, he says, uh, uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or in vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. For each of you should not look out only for your own interest, but in the interest of others. Uh, he says, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus. And I, I love what he's saying here in this verse when he says that each of you should look out for your own interest, but for the interest of others. And that's really what love is. It's learning to place others above ourselves. It's learning to place others above ourselves. Now you have to understand culturally, this is everything that our world does not teach. It is survival of the fittest outside of these doors. And it's all about you. It is all about how can I get ahead? Me and my wife right now, we, we don't watch, uh, we don't have cable TV, but we, we got, uh, we started watching Survivor together. I don't know if you guys have ever watched this show, but it's funny how even, even Christians on this show have learned that you've got to lie, cheat, and do whatever you can to get ahead so that you can get that money and you offend as many people as you got or whatever it takes. It's all about you in the end. And it is so everything that is not godly, and we've got to learn this, it's about putting other people first. And if anyone has ever done this on earth, it's a mom. First of all, just the f carrying a baby. If you are here on this earth, there is a woman that went through some really frustrating afternoons and days. And if they were pregnant during the summer in Florida, it was real bad for them, okay? And so, uh, and it, it just is difficult. And so they, they physically at night going through weeks of sleepless nights and just the frustration and the agony and the discomfort and the discomfort and the discomfort, it's been hard. And the pain that they went through to bring you into this world. And the love of a mom is unlike anything else. Like, I don't know what you saw in the latter years, but what I, what I realized that we're in a culture now that feels like we have the right to judge mom hindsight because of shortcomings that she may have had. But that is not who we are as believers. I want to make sure the culture of the way community church, the culture of Christianity, the culture of Jesus is that we recognize what God saw in us first. When we made a mess, Jesus pulled us out and said, I believe in you and I'm going to make you great. I want you to know that you are where you are today because there was a mom that saw poop in your pants and she wiped it, bud. There's not many people in your life that you can say, she wiped your butt. And I think that that, that is worthy of praise alone. She fed you, she fed you again, and she fed you. And then she changed your clothes again. 
three, four, five, six times a day she would change her clothes. And the laundry that she did for you again and again and again and again, you have a mom that is deserving of honor. And what's important that we understand is there is, there is a, a, a tenacity that we have as people that thinks that we have the right to criticize shortcomings. We don't. We have the right to do just what Jesus did, and that's look and see, man, she did great things, and she did great things for me. She sacrificed, just like Jesus. When he laid down his life, moms went without clothes. Moms went without sleep. Moms went without food. They always eat last. Sometimes they don't eat at all because they want to make sure that you were taken care of. And moms are worthy to be honored. Can I get an amen? amen. Fantastic. That's just the intro to this thing here. And so I'm learning that we're looking out for the interest of others and that's what moms did. And that's who we're called to be now moving forward as we replicate the love that mom gave to us we're looking to do that. That's our mission on this earth. And so uh, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 31, it's one of the coolest chapters. It talks about what a godly woman is. If you're right now, in your, one of our values is the word in, 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 as a church. And, uh, and I want to encourage you, if you're currently having a hard time reading your Bible, whatever day of the month it is, just go to Proverbs that day and read it. Proverbs is, is a meaty chapter of the Bible, whatever day of the week it is. You can walk away having said, you know what, I can do that today and be a better human being slash Christ follower. You can learn some really great things from the word from Proverbs. Proverbs 31, 31 says this, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. I think that that's beautiful. I love the way they say it. Let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Let her walk into places and, and, and let people know and that woman right there did great things for me. That woman right there is awesome. I had a great mom, and to this day, man, she, there's no bigger fan of my life than my mom. She believes that I, I walk on water, man, and it's a neat thing. And so I was looking for a quote, uh, a good quote for Mother's Day, and I had to look no more. The very first one I read said this by Mr. Abraham Lincoln himself. He says, all that I am, or could ever hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. And uh, I just think that that's it, man. Everything that I am, literally, is because of my mom. And anything I can hope to be is because she helped me get there. And I think that is true of any man, woman, and child here on this earth. You gotta say, I'm thankful for my mom. And I love, I have friends that have been adopted. And hearing them being able to still give honor for the decision that mom made to bring us into this world. That's, all. That's, that's a wonderful, 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 wonderful thing. Today is a day of honor. What is honor? Honor is, is value. It's, it's the ability to look at something and say, you know, like if you were to be given a prize, a great trophy, you're wiping your eyes down your face. I'm so thankful that I can lift this trophy up. It's because you give great honor. You give, give great value to that thing that you consider honor. What is it that you honor today? Another definition of honor would be worth. What do you give the most amount of worth to in your life? And I, I love this third one. It says weight. What is weighty to you? What, what, what holds the most uh, 
like when you think about it, you know, I think of honor. I think of men standing at a, at a, at a, at a sports event, looking down at a bunch of guys that don't even know that he exists and they're clapping and they're so proud. And they're like, that's my team right there. What is it in your life that holds weight to you that you would say, you know what? I'd spend $200 to get a ticket to go see this team. But that woman right there is valued and there's weight for what she's done in my heart. What is it that you honor in your life? And then I thought of the same thing that, 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 that what does dishonor look like then culturally? I think it's to, to devalue something. To think that it's not a big deal. Eh, it's just whatever. It's just casual. It's just chump change. It's like a penny, you know? I don't really need it. I can go without. And what is it that you value on this earth? What do you discredit? What do you ignore? What do you think is valueless? Or... What do you take lightly? If, if the definition of, of honor is weight, then what is it that you take lightly? What is it that you deem casual? What is it that you think is, eh? Because we want to be a people of honor. That's who we are. That's who we are. That's who we are. Honor. Today, I want to make sure that all the women know that as you leave today, we have a gift for you because we're thankful for who you are and for who God is making inside of you. And um, we just want to make sure that you know that you're important, not just to your kids, but to the whole, the making of the body of Christ. You have a voice. You have a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit that men just walk past. Can I get an amen? Uh, anyone? Women have a conviction. They have an understanding. They have a knowledge. And we honor that voice today. Um, and so today, honoring begins with, with, with God's claim on them. Honoring begins. And so I'm thinking outside of, of, of just women as a whole. What does honor look like in our life? So today I'm going to talk about moms, but I'm going to talk about honor in the workplace. I'm going to talk about honor in our government. I'm going to talk about honor with the police. And there is such an uproar right now. I mean, it's, uh, culturally, we have the tenacity to walk away from honor like never before. There's an arrogance uh, inside of the people that, that live on this earth, especially as an Americans, that devalues everyone else because they value their own opinion so much. And I think that that's everything that Christ is not. Let my opinion only be that other people are great and that God is great and that I think highly of others rather than myself. And so as I'm talking here, honor begins with God's claim on them. What I'm realizing is that a lot of us don't realize that regardless of who you're coming into contact with, God placed them there. I'm gonna show you this here. I'm gonna read first Romans 13, one Lee, first let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Every authority that you come into contact with is there because God placed them there. And nowadays we dishonor police officers like never before. I've never seen it before in my life where people automatically think the police officer is wrong before they've done anything mostly because we may have done something wrong. And we have to just be careful. We give honor to whom honor is due. Every situation in our life will go a lot smoother. I think how we dishonor military, 
Uh, I think of how we dishonor uh, just teachers like never before, principals. You know, like it's so hard. It will go into a, a scenario where we sit under a principal that has to tell you that your child or you have done wrong. And we look at that situation as if their judgment is anything but true. And I don't understand the tenacity to which our culture lives with when we don't listen to what their perspective is before we establish our own opinion. God has placed them in this position. I, I think about this, Romans chapter 8, verse 30. For those he predestined, he also called. And to those he called, he also justified. And to those he justified, he also glorified. So what I want you to understand is whether you like the man in office or the men in offices, whether you like your boss, or whether you think that that person is a complete buffoon, I want you to know that he predestined them to be your authority, says the scripture, that all authority comes from God. And not only did he predestine them, he called them, and he justified them, making them good enough to do what it is that they're doing, and he glorified them by giving them that position. And I think that sometimes leadership and authority and people over us can be a difficult thing. And sometimes maybe their only assignment is to not be good at their job to work out your opinion in the matter. There's a lot of things, let me speak frankly, there's a lot of things that if I was God, I would do differently. But turns out it doesn't quite matter what I think. And somehow we have this ability that we can have that we walk into a conversation with God as if he's wrong or if he needs to move on our timetable or if he needs to do things for us the way that we think. And we have the same thought process with our waitresses and waiters, with people that work at Target or Walmart. Why aren't they doing this? And we look down upon them because they ha their work ethic doesn't match our opinion of how they should treat us. There is nothing more embarrassing that I have ever seen in my life than someone that calls himself a Christian and devalues someone that's working for them. It's embarrassing to me to wear the name that they wear. If you're gonna be a Christ follower, you must understand that Jesus loved you when you did not do many things on this earth very well. And for you to have a moment where you can see someone else's shortcomings, judge them on that, and place anger upon them. I wish that you can understand how much God has pardoned from your life, knowing all of your shortcomings. Because those who he predestined, he also called. And to those who he called, he justified. And those who he justified, he also glorified. Honor begins with God's claim on them. The second one is that honor benefits me too. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment that comes to the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy a long life on this earth. And I, I, I think of that quote that I said earlier about how mom said, I brought, brought you into this world and I could take you out. But I think realistically, there is a stress that happens in our life. When we dishonor our parents, what happens is it creates tension in the relationship. And what stress does on anyone, I was talking with someone else earlier today, stress in our life um, is hard for us to live under. So when there's people in your life that you don't honor, it creates tension in the relationship, whether you realize it or not. When you create tension in your life, it creates stress. 
You want to walk in blessing as much as you can in this world. So you want to make sure that you are speaking blessings, that you're acting in blessing, and that you're giving blessing. <clears throat> because it will create a longer life for you on this earth when you don't have stress, because you can speak life, and you can speak goodness, and you can speak thank you. I think about this in every arena of my life. Honoring benefits me too. It benefits me when I get pulled over by the police officer to say, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Why? Because he might just like me a little bit more than when I'm saying, you stupid jerk, why did you pull me over? Why didn't you just pull over that? But some people will start the conversation off with the wrong mentality. It benefits you to honor people. I've had many conversations with people that work as nurses in the hospital, and they always say, there is so many people that come into hospitals and they dishonor their nurses before they even anything even starts. They're angry and they're mad and they're mad at their caretaker. And those same people said that they will do their job and they will take care of that patient, but they enjoy being around people that are kind to them while they're working well, I'd rather get better care if I can. I don't know, but I've worked in, 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 uh, on, the, on the front of sales before and I've come in contact with some people that have been so angry because something happened in the system that didn't fit their scenario. And I gotta say, as a customer of anything, I've been in that situation. And when that person starts off with anger and when they're mad at me because of something that happened to them, I think to myself, I've got two options. I can help this person. If this person keeps talking to me the way they am, they're going to get about nothing out of my... And this was only my... And so we have a... I understand that if you're mad about, a, about a, a person that's working for you, if you choose to come into the situation with a good attitude and honor the person that is trying to help you, they'll probably try a little bit harder. Honor goes a long way. And know that that person that's working for you, that's on the front line of any company, is probably not getting as paid as well as they should have. And so uh, they don't need your attitude to start off any conversation. Let me just make sure you understand that. Honor is what we do. Does this make sense? And, and what's hard about this is this is not an easy thing for some. It requires the aid of the Holy Spirit to transform us into recognizing that what we must do instinctively is not look at the negative nature of a human being, but we look for the God nature. We're looking for their strength and their ability and their goodness inside of them that we can call out the things that are great about them. It's, uh, you know, my wife, she's awesome mom. She always says this to our kids that their, their do is not their who. And rather when a situation comes up where they might get in trouble with something, and rather than disciplining them and making them feel shame, she'll call out their ability to do great things. And I believe that's why one of the godly natures coming out of them is because she's speaking to their potential, not their failure. And I just, I just think it goes with honor. Honoring benefits me too. Uh, the, the, one of the other things I want to say is that honor is given. Uh, and, and so it, it, it comes with every office, that we recognize the office that whatever walks in. When you walk into a courtroom and you see a judge, there's a reason why we start with your honor. Because whomever he, that person is or whatever they've gone through, their character may be awful, but their position is worthy of honor. 
I'll show it to you here in scripture. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. Every authority, even your boss, every authority, whether to be king as supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do not do, do wrong and commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish men. Live as men, live as free men, but do not use your freedom to cover up for evil. Live as servants of God. Show proper respect to everyone. Do you get this? Proper respect to everyone. And love your brothers, your brotherhood of believers. Fear God and honor the king. And uh, what they're talking about, honor the king, I, I like that what he's actually referring to, this is lowercase king. This is uh, the king of, uh, of Rome at this point, who would be a wicked, wicked man. And I know there's a lot of people that have opinions of, of our Mr. Trump. There's a lot of people that had opinions of Mr. Obama. And there will be a lot of people that have opinions of whoever else takes office next. But it's important for us as believers to understand, and I'm going to show you here later in Scripture, that we can still honor the office and not just the person. We can honor their office and the responsibilities that come with that position. Does that make sense? Regardless of your stand on whatever aisle you're on, I believe that we are not just citizens of America. We are, more importantly, citizens of heaven. And we have to act as such. Can I get an amen? Cool. So honor one another. Uh, the first thing I want you to know is that it's, it, how, how do you do this? How do you go from, from, from a lifestyle of dishonor to one of honor, right? To, to, make li to not make light of someone uh, and to not devalue someone, but to honor someone and to make weight of someone. If this is Christ's calling in our lives, that we should love one another uh, as our neighbor and we should prioritize others above ourselves. I want you to see how, how do we do this? Well, the first thing that Jesus says is that we should be devoted, that Paul said this, be devoted to one another in brotherly love Honor one another above yourself. What would it look like today for you to honor somebody? To literally stand in front of them and make them feel like they are great at what they do. Uh, I'm a baseball coach uh, when I'm not here uh, right now in this short season. And it's really neat to be around other coaches that are really great at not seeing a kid's failure, but being able to speak into their potential and say, you can do this. You are a great athlete. When you may have just seen them being not great for the whole season, it's a matter of can we bring out of that person who we know is in there? How do you honor somebody above yourself? And, uh, and I think that's the first thing that we do is we prioritize them. We make them special. And who in your life is God calling you to make them special today on top of everything else that's going on? Second thing is we, we protect them. There, there's some really neat things happening in this scripture here that I want to share with you that I think is just important. We're changing the culture of people that may have tendencies to dishonor someone to know that Christ, above everything, is calling us to love and value human beings. Listen to this in John chapter 7. He who speaks on his own 
does so to gain honor for himself. I could stop there. But that's so powerful. He who speaks on his own does so to gain honor for himself. But he who works for the honor of the one who sent him is a man of truth, and there is nothing false about him. Listen to the last part of that verse. There is nothing false about him. Now what he's talking about is being able to speak on behalf of the one that sent him. Now, if you are employed currently by anyone, you then know the shortcomings of those that are over you in authority. It's very easy to see the shortcomings of those in authority over you. We all have them. We all have them. I love this being part of the body of Christ because it's such a blatant reality that we need people that are super friendly to stand over there. We need people that are not good at being friendly to stand over there. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like hey, look, we don't want you over there. Like, that's not your thing. It's okay. You're good. Well, I know you love people, but love people this way, okay? <laughs> it's a reality. But when there's people that are over you, they're still going to have shortcomings even though they're in authority over you. And it's so blatant. But what he says here is that, is that those that are over us, if we would say nothing false about that person, then there's nothing, there's nothing false in you. Like how is it that it's so great for you to be able to think, talk about the guy that you know everyone around you is frustrated with, and you stand up for that person when everyone else is not doing that. That is exactly who Jesus is. He is our mediator. He is the one that is gonna stand in front of the Father knowing full well that we're sinners, knowing full well that we're selfish, knowing full well that we're greedy and coveters and prideful and arrogant and lustful and X, Y, dot, dot, dot. You know what I mean? Like you fill in the blank. And he's going to stand in front of the father and go, hey, this guy right here loves us. This guy right here desires to be good. And so when you're standing around a whole bunch of other people and they're talking about, this is exactly what Jesus did. I love the story of the woman caught in adultery. It's who Jesus is. He found someone that everyone else knew was doing something wrong. And he stood in her place and told everyone, no, this girl's basically protected. You guys all shoo away. There is nothing more honorable about that. And it will give honor to you because other people will look at you as someone who doesn't take shots at other people. They'll know that you have character, which is something that this world needs so much more of. I mean, that we're dying for someone to stand up and say, I think that that's a great person. I think that that guy's got great gifts. I think that that guy's got great, I think he's doing a great job. I think that we probably don't know all the weight and pressure that that person's facing right now. And it'll change other people's perspective about you when you're the person that stands in the gap for other people. Does this make sense? All right. And here's the last thing I think that we can do well if you wanna get better at honoring other people. One, prioritize them. Two, Protect them. Here's the last thing. Praise them. Praise people. Praise them. Use your mouth to say great things. This is a difficult thing. James chapter three is one of the best chapters in the Bible and it's so convicting because he says, look, who is perfect? 
No one, because no one can stop this thing here from being evil. This thing is terrible. You are all terrible people because of what comes out of this thing. And Jesus says, it, it, uh, I'll get there another day. Listen to this. With your tongue, we praise the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men. I, 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 that is so convicting to me that many of us will sing glorious worship songs about how great God is, and we'll tear other people apart. Whom, and, and this is the worst part. Listen to, the, listen to how convicting he's really trying to make this. With our tongue, we praise the Lord God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the God's likeness, who is made in God's image. What he's saying is, you're cursing people that God created. He made them that way, and you're going to tear them apart? Not, not good, not good. No, that's, that's called dishonor, not what we're about. It's not our culture. It's not who we are. It's not who you are. It's not how God, who God made you to be. He, he, he says this. He, he says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. Brothers, this should not be. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 to 30, he says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Do not grieve the spirit of God. Don't grieve the, don't let unwholesome. What he's saying here is that unwholesome talk that's not building up others is getting in the Holy Spirit's way of moving through your life. Let me say that again. Unwholesome talk of not building up other people is getting in the way of God's mission for you on this earth. So this is how I'm gonna close. We have an awesome opportunity today. We have a great opportunity today. We have a great opportunity to look at another human being and say, you are awesome. I value what you did for me, even if it was 58, 98 years ago. I don't know. You fill in the blank. You gave birth to me. You went through hell to bring me onto this planet. That is fantastic. It's great, and I'm thankful for it. You changed my diapers, you wiped my butt, you cleaned my nose, you fixed my hair, whatever it was, even if it was when I was younger, and I am thankful for it because everything that I am today and everything I hope to be is because of what you've done in my life. We have the ability to look at someone and cause them to recognize the great things that they've done that represent God's character, that represent who God is in his nature, that he would pull us, he'd wipe our butts and all the dirt off us and all the nose. And when we cry out to God, he feeds us and he takes care of us and he helps us and he washes our sin away and we do it again and he fixes us again and again and again. This is who a mom is. And you have the ability not just to honor her, but to cause her to know that she is like the Lord and empower her to remember to do it again. Because when you speak into someone's greatness and you remind them what they've done, it makes it easier for them to do it again and 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 do it again. And we have an ability to say this to anyone. Our server today at lunch, you're a great server. You're doing so good. I promise. You compliment the snot out of your waiter. She's he, waiter, he, it, waitress, her. You're, you're, she's going to want to come back to your table. Thank you so much for remembering to fill my glass with sweet tea. It means a lot to me.
She's going to walk. That was really, I like that guy. That guy's great. The rest of the table, I don't know about, but that guy, I'm going to come back with sweet tea. We have a great opportunity to, to be Christ and empower someone to remember that to be more like God. And I think that that is super fantastic. We are a people of honor and we see great things in people. 